podcast. So today I have on someone who I'm really excited to hear her story because I actually don't know a whole ton about her story. We just connected last week and she is someone who is active in the movement in the conservative movement, in the pro-life movement to help get young people involved. So Leah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yeah, I'm so excited to be on. Um, I have been doing politics for about two years now. I just do them on, I started on TikTok and now it's my full-time job. And I usually talk about like pro-life and being pro-life and being a Christian. And those are like my main things that I like to talk about. I'm kind of trying to pivot away from politics as much, but obviously it's it's super important to me, like being a conservative and being young in the space and showing people that it's okay to be young and a woman that's conservative. So yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about because most of our listeners are young people in high school or college. And I want to kind of just, first of all, hear your story, hear how you started and then kind of get your advice to young people and what you would say to them if they want to be involved. But first, um, like we always do, we're going to start out with some classy and trashy moments and Leah is prepared. So (laughs) you want to go ahead with your classy moment? Yeah, so I have been putting off reading Revelations for so long, and I finally started last night, and I'm so excited because I've, I don't know why I put it off for so long, I just haven't, like, gotten around to it, but I'm very excited because it's something I've been wanting to do and, like, needing to read for so long that I finally am now actually sitting down reading the last, the last of it, so. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's great. I think that, um, I think that that's something like reading parts of the Bible. Sometimes, I don't know, you like forget about it. You hear about it in church, you hear the parts, but then you don't read them for yourselves. And so to actually take that initiative to read that for yourself, definitely a classy moment. I like that one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) My classy moment hasn't happened yet, um, but I'm going to choir tonight. And (laughs) I think that's a classy moment because I don't. So, I mean, this is, I guess this could be the trashy moment. So when I lived, in Chicago, when I lived near Chicago, um, the choir that I was part of was very strict. You had to be there every week. Sometimes they mostly had practice before church, very strict. So when I was part of that choir, I was like dedicated. I did everything that I needed to, because otherwise you were basically kicked out of the choir. Now there were problems with that because I also travel a lot. And so I'm really grateful that the choir down here is not that strict that I don't have to go to any or to every practice. But last week I, that, so this is my trashy moment last week, it was Wednesday night and I was like getting all ready to go to choir. Well, I was going to, I was thinking about getting ready and I had been like working on my computer all day. And I just like decided not to (laughs) because I was just like, I'm exhausted. I think I had also been up late the last night. I was like, I don't really need this. I can just learn the music on my own. But um, the fact is when you're a part of something, this is something we talk a lot about on this podcast is uh commitments and how this generation tends to be kind of bad with commitments and I mean I struggle with that sometimes I struggle with not wanting to go somewhere that I said that I would go to you know not wanting to do something just because I'm literally just tired I just would rather stay home so I think that uh it's important when you make these commitments to different groups to different organizations to follow up on the commitments so long story short I will be going to choir tonight (laughs) that's good that's good (laughs) But Um, yeah. And what is your trashy moment? I would say, I mean, 
Uh, I don't, it was definitely easier to come up with a trashier moment, which it's kind of sad, but <laughs> it always is. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel every week too. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I really put off cleaning my room and I knew yesterday I had all the time in the world to do it. I was like, didn't have anything going on and I just didn't do it. I was like, well, I'd rather just like watch this show. And then I watched the show and I didn't do my laundry and clean my room like I should have. So now I'm like super busy and I just don't have time. But it's so frustrating because I definitely should have done it when I did have time. Not very classy of me. But I mean, the less busy you are, I feel like the more you're just like, don't want to do things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I mean, I have a break. So. Right. Right. No, that's fair. Well, nice. Well, those are some good. That that was a pretty smooth, classy and trashy moment. Yeah. Sometimes it takes us like 20 minutes to go through <laughs> classy and trashy moments, but that was great. So Leah, let's start out by just kind of telling people, like, who are you? Where are you from? How did you get involved? What organization, what organizations are you involved in? Um, and what do you do on your own on the side? Yeah, um, well, I started, I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, okay. And I was never really involved in politics in high school, didn't really care. Like, so you could have told me anything and I would have been like, yep, sounds great. And then I started going to my dad's house for dinner. I mean, I go to my dad's house for dinner every single week and my brother was home from college and he was coming home and I was, I think a senior in high school and they started talking about Trump and Biden, or I guess I was not a senior, I guess I was a freshman in college, but they started talking about Trump and Biden and just like everything going on in the political space. And I was like, I like to argue. And Mm -hmm. so they were talking about it from a conservative standpoint and calling out the left. And I was like, oh, well, let me go back to my mom's house every single night and research the other side. So I was Mm -hmm. like literally just looking up whatever they were talking about. And the entire, like everything that would come up on Google would be the left side. And I was like, oh, what are they even talking about? Like, why would they say, that this is wrong when there's a thousand articles saying that Trump did say this and right. like Biden sounds great. I don't know what they're talking about. And so mm-hmm. I would argue, I would go back the next week and argue and be like, well, actually this is good because of this. And Trump's actually a horrible human being. And I would just kind of go on and on about that stuff. And I didn't like, I very quickly realized that I thought it was super interesting. Like I thought researching this stuff was so much fun and like talking about it. And I realized pretty fast that they were like, the media was lying to me. And I realized that I would watch the news and it was all like left propaganda. And I didn't really know how else to like find the information. So my dad and I just like sat down and had conversations really often. And I just started seeing the other side. And I was like, oh, they're like literally lying to me. So it was really important that I started making videos and talking about it on TikTok. And I was like, I know that like, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this because I used to see it from their point of view. And I was like, oh, this is all like, this is all real. This is what they're telling me. And then I realized it was all fake. And I just thought it was important to like educate people who might've been like me who weren't educated and just saw what they were putting out on the media that was false. So you got involved in the conservative movement through wanting to be involved in the left. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you came to realize, and I mean, this is, this is a great 
thing for people to hear, I think, because I think it's the story of a lot of people who have gotten involved. You know, they were so dead set to prove that Trump was evil, that uh, yeah. that people wanted women to die having their kids. Right. That they found out that the exact opposite was true. So once you once you figured that out and you started making TikToks, tell us like what kind of happened from there. Uh, I got a lot of hate, a lot yeah. of like it was uh, I got a lot of death threats and oh, a lot wow. of people like in my DMs, in my comment section. It was really horrible. But um, an organization reached out to me. They're not really a thing anymore. They kind of fell apart. I don't and not a, not in a bad way. They just right. kind of stopped. maybe weren't but, needed anymore. Yeah. So I, I started working with them um, and I met a lot of people that also did TikToks and talked about it. And I was like, wow, this is like really awesome because they reached out to me and they wanted me to join it. And so I just kind of got more and more involved um, through TikTok and making videos. And then I joined another organization um, following that who I no longer work with either, but they're a great organization. Um, but yeah, I just, I met a lot of friends and I, it was, I kind of joined politics at a time where I didn't really have friends in my like, personal oh, life, okay, like, okay. just from home. Like, I just kind of didn't really speak to anyone from my area anymore. So I met a lot of friends uh, just through TikTok and doing this and going on trips to turning point events um, and different, like, things like that. And it's um, it was really interesting because I met so many people who are like-minded and now pretty much majority of my friends are, were made through TikTok. And wow. Is, yeah. Wow. So, and tell us, what was the timeline? When did you start getting involved? Cause I feel like each like six months, there's like yeah. a different thing going on in our country. So when, yeah, when did you start getting involved? Um, I think it was probably around, um, it was around the election. It was a, like maybe 2019. Okay. Because- so this is before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you got involved before COVID. And so you've basically been around for everything that was like yeah. important to us as young people in the government, all the craziness that's yeah. going on. Okay. Okay. Cool. And so was this during, was this, this was during high school or college during college, right? You said- yeah. I was going to a school and then I actually dropped out of that college. Mm-hmm. I dropped out of all the college, all college period, but, um, I went to a school and I didn't really have any friends there either. Mm-hmm. Just, it was a very small school. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I started getting involved in politics when we came home and like, I would come home like every weekend and I started kind of just getting more involved. So, yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And so, so that's, so that's what you did, right? So have you had people, you know, have you had like young girls ask you, like, how do I do this? Right? Like, what would you say yeah. if you had someone ask you, like, how do I do what you're doing? How do I become involved like this? Honestly, I would, uh, people do ask me that all the time in my, in my direct messages. And they, I always just tell them, you know, if you want to start making videos, then that's always a great way to do it. But you have to have um, a mindset of like knowing that people are going to uh, not like you for that. And there's going to be people who, you know, comment on your videos and say hateful things, but it doesn't mean that you're wrong. And it just like, it really was hard for me at the beginning. So I understand why a lot of people maybe don't want to start doing videos and posting things 
things publicly. Um, so if they don't want to start videos, I always encourage them to go to different events like turning point events and going to conferences or just getting involved in their area and doing things that will impact uh, the movement. Um, but I would, I mean, if people want to start making videos, I think it's always a great way to just spread their knowledge and their passion, mm -hmm. but, uh, just always have the mindset of like, they are, they're going to hate you, but you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And do you, do you find that it's important for you to have a good group of conservative friends? Like, do you, do you yeah. find that that's important? Like, what, what would you say about that? I think it's really important to have friends and people surrounding you that have the same morals and values as you which goes a lot into conservatism conservatism oh, yeah. Conservative. You know I mean. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of morals and values that go into that so i think it is important to have people that are conservatives and um you know having that those good group of friends that are in maybe they're not even super political, but just people who agree with you, because I'm not saying you can't be friends with the other side, but they won't have the same morals and values as you. So I do think it's really important to surround yourself with people who will bring you up and bring you closer to who you want to be, rather than people who are going to disagree with you and argue with you on things that are just morally incorrect. Oh, yes. And I 100% I agree with you. And I think that it's important, especially as a young person, especially as someone going through your formative years. And we talk about this in other episodes, too, but um, especially at this time in history, right, to find people who not only voice your values, but live your values. And how do you find do you do you think that um, it's how important do you think it is to I guess, practice what you preach, right? That the simple answer would be like, yeah, of course, that's important. But why do you think it's important to have like a consistent life ethic? Why do you think that's important? Well, I mean, I'm a Christian. So I think it's like, you have to practice what you preach. And I know a lot of people who, you know, they say one thing on the internet, and they'll be like, they're, they'll be preaching like, don't do this. This is horrible. This goes against my morals and values. And then, you know, you'll see them on the weekends and they're doing exactly that, like what they're preaching against. Right. So I do think it's really important to say what you believe and actually live by that and be able to, you know, show that you are living through Christ and you're living even like just in general, like living, living what you believe. And I feel like that's so important that a lot of people don't do these days. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that, um, I think that like you kind of said, if you don't, if you don't live what you believe, there's no reason for people to listen to you right about anything about yeah. if you are inconsistent in one aspect, then why would they listen to you on the rest? And the other thing though, to be said about that is that none of us are perfect, right? We all make mistakes, but we okay. have to acknowledge when we make those mistakes and then definitely try to do better. Um, so I think that's important for us to remember in our culture. So last question kind of is, what do you think? So after Roe v. Wade was overturned, did you did you talk a lot about that? Did you get a lot of uh, feedback? Did you have any conversations you'd like to share or any advice you have for people talking about that situation? Yeah, I mean, when it got overturned, I made a few videos about it. Um, a few of them did get taken down, just like on TikTok, saying that I was breaking community guidelines. I'm not really right. sure how, but um, 
yeah, I talked a lot about it and I think it was, it's a huge, huge thing that happened. Like it's very exciting. Um, but you know, the fight's still going on, the fight's still happening, but being pro-life was, is like a very important thing to me because I used to be pro-choice to a certain extent. Like, I, yeah. What do you mean by that? Explain. Yeah. Like in the worst case scenarios that, um, the left usually brings up, uh, Mm -hmm. like, you know, bad situations happen to people and they use that as an, as an excuse to be pro-choice. And that's kind of what I did. Um, but I was kind of forced into going to a pro-life, uh, dinner one time and that my grandma invited me to, and I really did not want to go. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't believe this. Like, right. I think, you know, women have the right to choose. And this was during my time of, you know, being more liberal, I would say. <laughs> so, um, but I think, you know, with everything, like once I realized after that dinner, I realized that it's so important to, show like these are this is a life like it is a life life begins at conception and after that moment and people told their stories at this dinner like they got up on stage and explained that they were a product of rape or they were you know what what dinner do you know what it was called or what organization it was by I I really don't know it was when I was in high school, so I don't, okay, I don't okay. remember that. You should find that out. That'd be, that'd be a cool oh, a cool thing to share about which organization kind of. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it was um, it was a really cool experience. And I, re- I realized very quickly after that that it's important to show that it's life and, like, explain kind of why and, and that you can't really use the worst case scenarios because it's still a life and, like, I, when Roe v. Wade got overturned, I know a lot of people in my area were really upset about that, even though Mm -hmm. it didn't get overturned really here. Like it's. And remind me what state you're in again. I'm in Pennsylvania. Right. So what do you mean? So what is the status on the legality of abortion in Pennsylvania? Uh, Well, we have a Democratic governor, so he's very much like oh yeah, you can still get an abortion here. Like Right, so there were no trigger laws in Pennsylvania. No. So abortion was still legal in Pennsylvania, but people people were probably just, you know, concerned because now the states have the right to decide, right? So yeah. at any point in time, the state could decide to um, illegalize abortion. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so people were really upset about it in my area. And I know a lot of people that I went to school with um, were really upset about it. And I was posting about it. I got a lot of backlash, um, obviously, from people that I knew, which kind of always is like cuts a little deeper because I'm like, oh, like we used to be friends, um, but now you're mad at me. Right. Because I want to save lives and I care about life, um, which is also really interesting because I went to a Catholic school. But uh, interesting interesting yeah. and isn't it interesting I don't know if you experienced this but after Roe was overturned I've been posting about being pro-life on my social media accounts for years mm-hmm. after Roe was overturned I got all these people who I knew who've been following me for years you know and who yeah. knew that I was posting this stuff every day sending me these long paragraphs about how they didn't agree isn't it interesting that it's only when they're losing that they start getting angry about this, you know, they start standing up for it. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I agree. I I posted about being pro-life countless times on like like, my Instagram stories, just in general, like videos about it. And 
never said anything about it. And then when I started posting about Roe v. Wade being overturned and how it's a win, um, because I posted that, you know, this is a major win for life and, you know, the fight's still going because we want to make it fully illegal to end a child's life. But, um, yeah, everyone just all of a sudden started getting really mad about it. And I was like, you've been following me for years and I right. like, you didn't say anything until right. now. That is interesting. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that, and I mean, we've talked about this many times, so we won't, we won't stay on the topic for too long, but I think that this along with that, the pro-life movement along with, um, you know, just being holding conservative values as a young woman is very, it's taboo, but it's getting more and more um, accepted. Do you, do you feel that way? Do you feel like there are more and more people who are, um, I don't know, coming to conservatism? What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, I do think they are. Um, it's kind of interesting because I see it on social media, like people coming more on like the conservative side and just seeing that side of like that point of view. Um, but I don't really see that so often in real life, like, Hmm. which is really, I mean, in my area, I would argue it's kind of uh, you would think it's a small town in Pennsylvania, which most small town of pe- towns in Pennsylvania are Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of people my age here who don't like they just aren't coming around to that idea, which I think is really interesting that I see it a lot on social media. People being like, oh, maybe being a conservative is the way to go. Maybe that's correct. Right. And I don't see that so much actually happening in person which is really interesting that is interesting that's interesting it could be right it could be where you you are it could be uh the people that are vocal about it are the ones who are coming to conservatism yeah Yeah, but I just think I mean I think that first of all it's great what you're doing um what so what are your goals for the future like what 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 are you planning yeah I have a you're willing to share with people (laughs) yeah I have a podcast show situation coming um hopefully soon whenever I actually can move um to hopefully Florida but um I have the show coming it's called Cook'em and we're basically just talking about uh we'll we'll be talking about like relationships and friendships all tying back to conservative values and Christian values um because I feel like that's kind of lacking in the space is talking about keeping friendships and keeping relationships and how important it is to be with someone and surround yourself with people who do agree with you and people who will lift you up and bring you closer to Christ rather than tear you down and constantly argue with you or surround yourself with people who don't have the same morals and values. So that's what we'll be talking about on the show, which is, I'm hoping coming. That's really exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Um, And I don't know, really just, I hope to get more involved wherever I move with uh, the conservative party and being around and finding a good church. Yeah, yeah, no, that's wonderful. And where can people find you? What are your social medias? My TikTok is Leah Cookum, so L-E-A-H-C-O-K dot E-M. And then my Instagram is just Leah Cook with three O's. Wonderful. And yeah, so hopefully we'll both be in Florida soon and meet up in person. And if anybody has any questions for Leah, uh, feel free to reach out to her on one of her social media platforms or DM me at classy chicks pod on Instagram. 
Um, and yeah, Leah, do you have anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it was great having you on the podcast and to everybody listening. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next Monday. Thanks,